Good morning. Man, it's so, so good to just be here with you guys. It's another reason to be thankful. Another time to just thank God. To be amongst family and friends and community. So, almost four years ago, I graduated from high school. I was ready to leave a small town in Wisconsin. I lived there for 18 years and finally head off to a new stage in my life in college. And at that moment, I was so scared, so nervous and afraid of what was to come. But even more so, I was super excited. Because ever since middle school, I knew where I wanted to be. I, know, I knew where I wanted to go to school. And I felt like I waited my entire life for this. Some kids wanted to, to become pro athletes. Others wanted to be the next Beyonce. But I wanted to go to college. And when the time came, I took the good old ACTs, sent my applications, talked to school counselors and recruiters, and graduated from high school. And as I left home, I just felt like I was living a dream, man. I finally got to do what I've been waiting so long for. But I had no clue what was in store for me. I had no idea what college was gonna throw at me. I remember my first night at, 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 at the school, and it was one of those Mid-September summers of Minnesota. And you know how that's like. It's, it's super muggy, hot, humid, and sweaty. And on top of that, it didn't help that I lived on this four-story building at the top, facing the side of where I got no wind, and I had absolutely no AC. So I was just laying there in bed, I was dying, thinking about all my regrets, and thinking about It was so crazy, and I was like, did I make a mistake? But the thing is that, that was just the start of it all. Because over and over, as I went through my freshman, freshman year in college, I just kept going through circumstances that made me feel like I didn't want to enjoy my freshman year. From people, to food, to money, and to the nasty bathrooms. Hated it all. And eventually I found myself just being angry with myself, with peers, with God, and with everything. I mean, college was supposed to be different. I had this huge expectation of how great it was, but I just felt so negative. So negative to the point that I became the world's best cleaner. And my, my friends and my, my roommates suffered under my wrath. And man, God bless their souls, God, I, don't, I don't know how they dealt with me, because I was ruthless, and all I wanted to do was talk about the negative circumstances I was in. I honestly felt like my life was going down the drain. And I didn't want to work, I, don't, I didn't want to learn, I didn't want to build relationships with people, and I didn't want it to be there. 
There are so many times when it was difficult to enjoy that year. So, so many times when it felt impossible to be thankful, to appreciate life, and to just be content with my circumstances. And as I think back about all the possibilities and the potential of, of how I could have grown that year, I know that I missed out on what God had in store for me. And all of this is because I was so stuck on my circumstances and how it sucked. So what about you? What are some instances or some circumstances in your life where it's made it hard for you to be thankful and content? Was it your Thanksgiving dinner that was supposed to start at 2 but didn't start until 2 hours later because you run a home time? Or was it when your, your team lost a big game because of one field goal? <laughs> Maybe it was when you got your first car and it was so old that it took like 30 minutes to warm up in the winter. Or maybe it was when your family was going through a tough time and home just didn't seem like that. See, as humans, our, our first reaction to find, find contentment is to look towards our circumstances. And even though this may work when our circumstances are good, it's actually pretty hard to be content when our circumstances don't lean in our favor. Maybe you're someone who's facing circumstances right now. Maybe it's that job that you hate waking up for. Maybe it's, it's because someone close to you or someone who you love and was so dear to you is not here anymore. Maybe you just don't have the life that you always do. See, this weekend, we celebrated Thanksgiving, a weekend to remember our blessings, to be thankful, and to be content with what we have. But imagine if thankfulness and contentment wasn't limited to one day. Imagine if we could experience it every day. How would that look like? But let's be honest, being thankful for even Thanksgiving sometimes is so hard. Man, come on, Mom. You, I've been waiting for three hours. I'm hungry. How do we be content in the goods and the bad times? Well, thankfully, I don't think that this is a question that's new for us. And if there was anyone who knew the dynamics of circumstances in life, I think it was probably Paul. And as a matter of fact, he knew this topic so well that he even wrote a letter that specifically talks about it. And what he says about it is absolutely amazing. Because if we rely on our circumstances to determine our contentment, contentment can easily be robbed by circumstances when they go away. But Paul tells us this. That there is actually a secret to being content regardless of your circumstance. So let's dive into what Paul says and find out what is this mysterious secret he's found. 
So the passage that we're going to study from today is in the book of Philippians. And like I told you before, Paul was someone who was experienced in, in the dynamics of circumstances the dynamics of the circumstances in life. And he experienced many highs and many lows. And even as he wrote this letter to the, the Christians in Philippi, he was in jail. And it, it, it's interesting as you read through it, Paul has this strange and weird language and attitude as he encourages them. It, it's almost as if it doesn't match his circumstances. Because he used his languages such as, I am glad, I am, I am joyful, I, I praise, and I have courage, even in these difficulties. And I think it's absolutely crazy, because I can't imagine having those emotions if I was sitting in jail, let alone write a letter to encourage people. I would probably be the one who actually needs an encouragement. They, this this like absolutely makes me want to ask Paul, Yo, Paul, what is your secret? How are you doing this? How, how are you having this attitude that's, that's so good and so bright? And the great thing is that Paul doesn't, doesn't leave us hanging. Because after writing tons of instructions and thanks and praises, Paul waits until the conclusion of his letter to reveal his secret to us. And it begins in chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 of Philippians. It says this, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. So remember, Paul was in prison. And so he wrote this letter to encourage the Philippians, but he also wrote it to thank them because from what he says is they somehow, they brought a gift to him and he, he just, it was a thank you letter. And so in verses 10 and 11, he expresses joy, thankfulness for what they've given him. But in verse 11, he says something very peculiar, very strange that it, it makes me Catch my head because Paul is saying, you know, thank you for your gift, but I don't really need it. You know, if you, if you stop when Paul says, not that I am in need, it, it doesn't make sense, but if you continue, you'll understand why he says that. He, he says the reason why he's not in need is because he's learned how to be content, satisfied, happy in whatever circumstances he is in. So what does Paul mean by all circumstances? Let's go to the next verse and, and see what he means. It says, I know what, is, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, rather well-fed or hungry, rather living in plenty. Or in Here he explains the many and different circumstances that he knows. To be in need, to be in the, to have plenty. Paul knows all the goods and the bads in life. 
Because throughout his life, he suffered a lot of pain and persecution. And there were a lot of times where he faced near-death experiences. I mean, he was, he was brutally beaten, he was outcast, he was stoned, and even shipwrecked at sea. Suffered starvation and was blind at one point. Yet, Paul is able to say that I am not in need, that I am content regardless of my circumstances. Because he's learned this secret. What is the secret? And I, I'm here thinking, Paul, you, you've been through all these situations and you're content? I mean, like, it takes only a little bit of heat and humility, and I'm already, like, dying, and I'm already feeling uncontent, discontent with my life. Yet you've been through all these things, and you're still content. Wow. It almost seems impossible to imitate what Paul is doing here, to, to be content. But there is hope, actually. Because Paul is not a super Christian. He's not someone who's been given this amazing ability to endure the tough circumstances. But Paul is just like you and me. Weak, helpless, and he. In verse 13, he finally takes us and shows us what the secret that he's found. And the reason why he's able to endure through all these different circumstances in life. In verse 13 it says, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. See, this is a popular Bible verse that you might be familiar with. But I think that there has been a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation of what Paul means here. Because usually when, when, when Philippians 4.13 is read, it usually goes like this. I can do blank, fill in the blank, through him who gives strength. So sometimes it comes out like, I can finish this extra large bowlful through God who gives me strength. Or I can make tons of cash through him who gives me strength. I can live great with one arm to God who gives me strength. And you kind of get the point of what I'm trying to say here is that I think Paul was trying to get at something else. Not about get us receiving the supernatural ability to pursue our own agendas that aren't necessarily bad, but that Paul was saying that the strengthening here that God who gives me strength for is the ability to endure and be content regardless of the circumstances that he may face. And this is what Paul has been praying for us to hear. It is that if contentment is not is easily robbed by our circumstances, then the secret of contentment is focusing on God, not on our See, there's a reason why Paul's attitude and his language and his, his position here is so outlandish. Because it's totally opposite to our natural reaction 
to where we find our contentment. Because something amazing happens when we, we turn our eyes from focusing on the circumstances that are happening around us and when we focus on God. When we focus on God, our contentment is no longer robbed by circumstances. See, God wants us to be content, but it's only to be in Him. It's only through Him to provide the contentment for us. And rather, if we're in need, if, if we're, we're having plenty of blessings, we're well-fed, or we're hungry, or we want something, or rather, if we're struggling to figure out our life, or when our job sucks, and especially when it's hot in our soil, God provides the strength to be content. The secret to contentment is focusing on God, not on our circumstances. But I think throughout this whole passage, there's one thing that I love the most about verse 13. And it's when Paul says, who gives me strength? I love this part, and it's, it's so good to me, and I, I can feel this dependency that Paul has. Paul is acknowledging that, hey, man, going through these circumstances is really hard. Honestly, it, it, I, I don't have enough strength. I can't endure by myself. That's why God strengthens me. And there's this real, honest, genuine acknowledgement that, hey, maybe I, I feel the same way too. It's so reassuring that a leader like Paul needs God. And at the same time, both you and I can also with, have that same intent that Paul has, the same attitude and the same language in the midst of our circumstances, rather good or bad. So now that we, we've come upon this secret that we, we have discovered with Paul, and Paul has showed us this secret that contentment is focusing on God and not their circumstances, I want you to take one minute, one minute to think about the circumstances in your life. How would it look like if you think less about that, that's one circumstance in your life? I'm not saying that you would ignore this circumstance, but I'm just saying, what if you, instead of thinking about the circumstance this week, on rather if it's, it's, it's really good or it's really bad, what if instead of thinking about that, you thought more about God this week? You turn your focus from your circumstance and aim it towards God. You zoom in on God. Maybe one way for you to focus this week on God instead of your circumstance is to just set aside a specific time to just talk with Him. Maybe it means spending a few minutes less on Facebook and then instead just reading a poem about God, reading the Bible, 
Maybe this week it means listening to worship songs. Maybe this week focusing on God more than your circumstances means making a list and counting your blessings instead of the things that you are blessed with. See, at the beginning of this message, I, I shared with you how there are so many times in my freshman year in school where I, I just didn't enjoy it. There are so many things that made it hard for me to appreciate life and to be thankful and content. But it didn't end my freshman year, and it continued to go on. And thankfully, by the middle of my sophomore year, man, things got a lot better. Things started to turn and to change, and I experienced something different. See, after thinking about it and being through all this disappointment and frustration and anger, I finally was reminded that at the end of the day, I'm not the one to change my circumstances. I'm not the one who, who can change if, if this is bad or this is good. And because of that, all I can do is to just go back to God and focus on Him. So I had to start over. I had to learn how to pray. I had to learn how to trust in His plans, to trust in His love. And today I'm still struggling and still trying to figure out this secret of contentment. I'm focusing on God. I think one of the greatest things that God has helped me helped me see this past year was the blessings and the things to be thankful for. So picture your life. How would it look like if you were content? If you focused on God? Imagine how your bank account would look like if you were content. Imagine the lessons that your children could learn from you as you focus on God. Imagine how transformative your stories would be when you share with your friends and families. Imagine how River Life can serve the community if we were all content. Lastly, imagine what questions we would receive if our focus was on God, not on our circumstances. This morning as I, I, I was getting ready, coming here, um, I was reminded of, of something that Paul says in this, uh, this passage. Um, he says this, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, the thanksgiving presents your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so, I just want to say a quick prayer for us. That, that regardless if you're, you, you have good or bad circumstances in your life, that we can go before God and then have his peaceful So let's pray.
God is so reassuring, so comforting, um, that we don't have to be anxious. That when, when, when life seems to turn upside down, things seem to go in the wrong direction, that we have not lost God, that, that, that God, you are a God who is unchanging, even when our circumstances change. God, that's so good. And we can rely on you for contentment and for thanksgiving. So God, today, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know what, what circumstances are, are happening around us. But God, I pray that peace which transcends all understanding may fall upon our life. And may everyone be here just be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ.